You're listening to DraftKings Network. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Wait a f***ing minute right now. Uh-oh. What? Daddy Zaslav has been suspended by X. Who's Daddy Zaslav, Tom? Maze, this is the guy who tweeted out at 6.01 p.m., a mere two hours before kickoff on Monday Night Football. Oh. Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles on a rain-drenched MetLife turf in two and a half hours. 11 million views of this tweet went viral because he predicted Aaron Rodgers snapping his Achilles. Yep. And I just went to go back to see what's the update on how many people have looked at this tweet. Mm-hmm. Gone. Gone. Account suspended. Another truth teller silenced. X suspends accounts that violate the X rules. Truth telling. Did he like just post a bunch of porn or something recently? No, because porn has never had it as good as under... Elon Musk, man. My timeline is just porn now. Yeah, and that's Elon's fault. Well, I didn't ask for any of it. I don't follow any of these accounts. Mm-hmm. You didn't ask for it. My timeline is accounts that I don't follow. So I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing about that. I mean, I'm just going to let that be. But mm-hmm. just saying. there's all these clauses in the X slash Twitter help center. Santa, Mrs. Authenticity civic integrity. You may not use X's services for the purpose of manipulating or interfering in elections or other civic processes, misleading or deceptive identities, synthetic and manipulated media. I'm just wondering, what did he violate? What did you do, bro? He got the script. Is that his violation? I did think it was pretty bizarre that Aaron Rodgers goes down and then we go to commercial break where there's an NFL commercial about how the season is scripted. That was pretty (laughs) cruel twist of fate right there. Little on the nose. To be fair, it's an awesome commercial. It's a great commercial. Maybe some bad timing though. I gotta say, there's weird Kobe vibes happening all around in New York. In what way? Well, the Joker, Novak Djokovic, he won his 24th Grand Slam title. And as a celebration, he revealed his shirt underneath was a Black Mamba Kobe shirt. Uh-huh. And that was in New York City. The day before the Aaron Rodgers injury happens and Kobe Bryant famously tore his Achilles. What was the year? 2013? 2013 is when he tore it. 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago, right? Yeah. What number did Kobe wear on Team USA? He wore 10. <laughs> oh, but he didn't wear 10 as an NBA player. He wore 24. Mm-hmm. Well, he also wore a number Wait a minute. He wore eight. Aaron Rodgers switched his jersey this year. Wait, hold on. For the Jets. What does Aaron Rodgers wear for the Jets? I know I've seen this on Hard Knocks. He wore 12 for the Packers and now he's eight. He's eight. Wow. He was. He didn't retire yet. I mean. For fourth place. And he wore 12 for the Packers. But he changed his number from 12 with the Packers to eight with the Jets. And then on his fourth play, he tears his Achilles. When did Kobe Bryant tear his Achilles? 2013, you said, what was the date? I know this one. It's my birthday. It's April 12th. Whoa. 12? 412. Okay. Fourth play, 12, add another 12, you get 
24. But guess what two numbers, three numbers, I should say, are factors of 24? 4, 8, and 12. 4, 8, and 12. Wait, hold on, guys. You mentioned Novak Djokovic before. Mm -hmm. How many Grand Slam titles has he won? 24. 24. And it's not like he did this at Wimbledon. He did it in New York City, which is where the game was that Aaron Rodgers. A few miles away, yeah. And how many Grand Slam titles has he lost? Oh, I don't know. How many finals has he lost in, you mean? 12. No. He's 24 and 12. No, he's not. In Grand Slam finals. Holy hell. Wait, so what is one over two of 24? 12. It's 12. Half of 24 is 12. Is 12. Protect your Achilles, Novak. The 24th letter of the alphabet is X. Is it? Yeah. 25 is Y, 26 is Z. Daddy's ass laugh. <laughs> Sounds like Elon got the last laugh. Looks like Daddy's ass laugh caught an L. L is the 12th letter of the alphabet. And X no. suspended him. No. I swear. <laughs> he caught an L. No. <laughs> yes. It's happening. Keep your third eye open. My assignment. Uncover why the association inspires more conspiracy theories in volume and salience than any other U.S. sport. You've heard of the Illuminati. The truth is out there, but so are lies. Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. The NBA has always been controlled by about eight people. Denial is the most predictable of all human responses. If you're only using 10% of your brain, you don't even know that you're using 10% of your brain. The NBA Illuminati. If coincidences are just coincidences, why do they feel so contrived? The Illuminati. But you start to follow the money, and you don't know where the f*** is going to take you. It is unspoken. They have influence among other players. The NBA Illuminati. I don't have time for your convenient ignorance. Maybe I'm a conspiracist now as well. That's but all it took. Oh, we got books, we got schools. You saw a video on YouTube. <laughs> Why am I, sir? You've never used them before. We are the basketball Illuminati. <laughs> This is Basketball Illuminati. I am Tom Haverstrow, and as always, I am joined by the five-star generals of the Illumin Army, Amina Lassen and Anthony Mays, our producer. We've got a crazy show for you. Lots of news happening in the NBA. We're going to go through the Team USA supposed flameout and Steve Kerr saying, hey, this, this ain't 1992 anymore. Mm. We're going to talk about their loss to Germany and then another loss to Canada. Dylan Brooks had 39. Three plus nine equals... 12. 12. We're going to talk about all that, but first... You are listening to The Agenda with Tom Haberstroh and Amin El-Hassan. All right, there's some breaking news in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Shams and Woj, I believe, both were reporting this before it became national news. But basically, the NBA is instituting some new, more strict rules about old players, Whoa. or I guess I should say star players, yeah. resting in games. And basically, they are tightening the screws on star players from taking nights off, healthy scratches, or injuries, it's not totally clear if the NBA is going to be essentially telling 
guys who are sore or wear and tear injuries, you got to play. Or if this is no healthy scratches, okay? No more healthy scratches. So here's what ESPN is reporting. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, the NBA is expected to pass more stringent rules and punishments to limit the resting of star players for national televised games and in-season tournament games and instances of multiple all-stars sitting out individual regular season games. Mm, They mean business. Lots of interesting criteria here, but the competition committee is essentially saying if you violate these rules, you are subject to a pretty hefty fine. The team is of $100,000 for the first violation, $250,000 for the second offense, and then $1 million more than the previous penalty for each additional fine. So if you get a Mm. fine for the fourth time, I guess that's what? A $2.2 million fine. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to get there. I don't think it's ever going to get there. I think this is a bunch of optics a bunch of signals to the marketplace, to the advertisers, that they're doing something. The NBA is doing something about the star rest problem, which over the last five, 10 years, they've been fighting, I think, unsuccessfully because this schedule is just too damn long. The schedule is 82 games long. And until they fix that, these are all just Band-Aids on a wound. Wow. Real editorializing there by Tom Havistro. (laughs) He just... Pivoted a new story into your opinion about the schedule. They're not going to move off the 82 games. And so they're going to implement these rules. But honestly, I don't think it's going to get to the first and second and third offense. And here's why. Couldn't you just say LeBron's got back soreness today? Okay. So let's define the guidelines for the people who may have seen, oh, they're going to start cracking down on this but they don't know what the actual guidelines are. So first of all, they're defining a star as anyone who's been all NBA or an all-star within the last three seasons. Mm, That's interesting. As of day one of the regular season. Yep. Number two, they're allowing pre-approved designated back-to-back allowances for certain players. So the NBA understands, even though they want everyone to play, particularly on nationally televised games because of the rigors of travel and the schedule that's too long, according to Tom Habistro, they're going to give allowances on back-to-backs for certain players. What do you need to be in order to qualify for set allowances? You either need to be 35 years old as of opening night. Okay, so old. Or you've played in 34,000 regular season minutes. So old. Or you've played in a combined 1,000 regular season and playoff games. So old. Pretty much. If you're young, dumb, and full of cum, they want you playing out there. Oh, geez. Wow. Point break your ankle playing games back to back. So, Tom, it seems like they've got it down and that we're going to get guys who are playing now. We're not going to get guys sitting out. Oh, by the way... They want you to balance the games that you sit out. You want to be balanced home and away. And if push comes to shove, they want you to favor sitting out home games over road games. So we've come up with a lot of terms here for all of these rules and exceptions, right? Whoa, editorializing here. Okay. I'm just saying we've come up with names so people can remember, right? First and foremost, the 35 and up crowd. We call it the geezer rule or what was it, Maze? What did we come up with? I mean, it sounds like the NBA has instituted a senior citizen 
program here, which we're going to call the NBA ARP, the NBA Acceptable Rest Protocol. Yeah, there you go. Mm, yes, the National Basketball Association Acceptable Rest Protocol. You get your card in the mail. You can get the mm. early bird special at your local country kitchen buffet when you're taking the day off from work. Yeah, so... Russell Westbrook is going to be this, right? Well, no, because he's not a star in the eyes of the NBA. Wait, what? Oh. If you haven't been an all-star or all-NBA in the last three years... Why would they put a three-year cutoff on that? Russell Westbrook is a nine-time all-star, nine-time all-NBA, but he doesn't qualify for this? Well, don't worry, Mays. He's 35, right? He's 35, so he'll qualify anyway. Not quite. He turns 35 on November 12th. What? But opening night is in October, so he doesn't qualify for that exception anyway. <laughs> but even if he was old enough, he wouldn't qualify because he's not a star, according to the NBA. Not like Mike Conley. Yeah, Mike Conley is a star, according to the NBA. He's been an all-star within the last three years. But having said that, Mike Conley is also above the cutoff age at 35. So, And he's got 1,100 combined games in his career. So he's cool. He's cool. So he qualifies for three different things. Not the fourth, which is the minutes. He's got 32,000 minutes in his NBA career. But you just need to hit one and be a star. You don't need to hit multiple boxes. Yeah. The only thing you need to be is a star. And Russell Westbrook, according to the NBA... Not a star. This is the interesting part, right? These exceptions that we're talking about, 34,000 regular season minutes, 1,000 regular season playoff games and regular season games combined, age of 35. These are only applicable to stars in a back-to-back -back scenario. This doesn't mean I can sit my guys whenever I want. This is just in a back-to-back -back world give allowances. In reality, we have, what is it, Tom? 50? 50 players. 49, yep. Who are in this quote-unquote program this year. Guys who are going to be watched with a keen eye, particularly when they play with another teammate who qualifies, right? If you only have one star, how does that work? Well, I mean, the Denver Nuggets famously only had one star on their team because mm -hmm. Jamal Murray, not an all-star in the last three years, never been an all-star, never been all-NBA. Same with, and so Jokic and the Denver Nuggets are completely clear here. They're exempt. Because even if Jokic sits for a game, the NBA has said, we need to crack down on multiple stars sitting the same game. And according to the NBA's ARP, the Denver Nuggets only have one star on their team. They're world champions. World champions! And yet they only have one star on their team, which is the same total as, I don't know, Utah. Charlotte. Houston with Fred Van Vliet. Yep. So the Denver Nuggets are getting off scot-free here. There's a weird dynamic going on here because you have two ends of the spectrum. On the one end of the spectrum, you have a team like Denver that obviously not only won a championship, but has been over the last few years a very competitive team. But they only have one star by NBA definition and a bunch of really good players. On the other end of that spectrum, I believe that this entire structure was designed with one team in mind. The Warriors, right? The Magic. The Los Angeles Clippers. Oh. Los Angeles Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Mm. Both taking off lots of time because when you look at those thresholds, 35 years old, 34,000 regular season minutes, 1,000 regular season playoff combined games. And you look at the multiple star teams in the league. The Clippers are the ones that come the closest without having anyone 
qualify. Yes, I know Atlanta has Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, but they're young. These guys weren't anywhere close to those thresholds. Why would you pick 34,000 as opposed to 30,000? Mm. Why would you pick 35 as opposed to 34, 36, or 30, right? Why would you pick 1,000 playoff and regular season combined games as opposed to 500 or 700 or 800? Very arbitrary. Right, because if you did 900 for your playoff games plus regular season games. Guess who qualifies? Paul George. Paul George. I mean, if you did like a finals MVP to your name or an NBA 75 member, Mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard would be exempt and could rest all he wanted on those back-to-backs. Well, but those guys aren't stars. It's only people who have been (laughs) all-stars or all-NBA in the last three seasons. I don't care if you've won an NBA finals MVP in your career. I don't care if you're part of the NBA All-75 team. What have you done for me lately? Right. And Kawhi Leonard has been on each of those teams lately, two of those. But they're saying, hey, you're not old enough. You don't have enough workload, miles on those tires. And yeah, you might have won two finals MVPs. But yeah, that's not part of this criteria. Kawhi Leonard's not even close. He's actually at least two years away. From getting his card in the mail. From even sniffing exemption here. I'm telling you, they looked at the Clippers and said, how can we put the thresholds? So where clearly these guys are not going to get any leeway, any leniency, anything. Wait a minute. I mean, you're telling me that Paul George isn't going to play 99 games this year. Look, 82 games and 17 playoff games. If you assume they go seven games in every playoff series, that would take them into the conference finals. So 82 games and a conference finals run for Paul George would get him to exemption status for next year. A lack and a last. I don't think that's going to happen. We don't call him playoff P for nothing. I mean, okay. I think we found a means burner. It's daddy Zaslav. What a bold prediction. Paul George will not play 82 games and make the conference finals. You heard it here first. Yep. I mean, you said the Clippers. I actually did some research here. Mm -hmm. You? I know we're in the agenda. Research? Yeah, me. I looked back at last season. If we retroactively applied this rule to last season, which would be the biggest offenders in the league. I did this before we had the whole exemption rule. So I'm throwing out the NBA ARP rule. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which teams violated this double star missing games rule the most. And the Clippers check in with 12 such games, 12 games in which Kawhi Leonard and Paul George And then at the end of the season, Russell Westbrook didn't miss any games with the Clippers, but he was technically within the last three years, an NBA all-star all NBA player at that point last year. So he qualifies under the star parameters last year. So there would have been 12 violations in which Paul George and Kawhi Leonard did not play. Now I did not go and sip through that injury protocol and see if they were resting in those games. But again, I think a lot of teams around the league are going to go into this and say, all right, well, Kawhi Leonard, knee soreness, Paul George, ankle soreness, whatever it is, and have a workaround for that rule. But I mean, there were three teams that actually had more violations of this rule last year Mm. than the Clippers with 12. There was a team that had 18 and there was a team that had 20. And then there was a team that had 22. Can you name those teams? I'm going to say New Orleans because... Ingram would have qualified, and obviously Zion missed a shit ton of games. That's right. New Orleans, they had 20 games that violated the rule. Again, 
Not necessarily all of those were DMP rest games, but they were injury games in which Zion and Brandon Ingram did not play as star players. What about the Warriors? Are the Warriors up there? Warriors are the number one violator. Transgressor. Oh, Maze, you don't know how to play this game. Is that because... They have four guys that qualify as a star? Last year, believe it or not, three? Only three. Okay. Jordan Poole didn't qualify. Neither did Clay Thompson. Okay. So Wiggins is the third guy. That's right. Who was gone for quite a while. I don't know. I mean, does Wiggins being an excused absence, dealing with something personal, does that fall under the parameters that the NBA has laid out, do you think? See, it's not clear. Therein lies the problem, Tom, is that how do you legislate this? How do you say a guy is or isn't really hurt or really dealing with something? By the way, where does mental health fall into this, right? Unavailable, ineligible to play. Going through a really dark time. Does that count? Does that not count? And most importantly, forget about mental health. What about injuries that you can't see? Tendonitis back spasms, lower back soreness, flu-like symptoms. There are all of these other landmines or is the league going to walk around and call people fakers for being out? Well, apparently, according to the ESPN report, enforcement of these policies will be based on league office investigations, which will include independent medical reviews. Love that. So I don't think that clears up too much. Love an independent medical review. Who's that guy? Who's that doctor? There's a lot of landmines here, right? And so now you're talking about the concept of health police. Let me check that knee. Are you really that hurt or not? Are you sure your knee hurts too bad to play? We're talking about mental health police. We're talking about the opportunity for teams to game the system. Because no matter how well you write the code, there's always going to be someone who can hack it. I'm imagining a player who maybe structurally mm -hmm. has some damage or something that would be like, oh my God, that guy is very injured, but actually feels fine. Yeah. And you could show an MRI that would say, hey, look, he's got bad knees and they get sore sometimes when in reality, it's not really preventing. Is that like the Dewan Blair? Yeah. No ACLs exemption. <laughs> no ACLs. He would fail a physical for a team that was trying to acquire him if he starts complaining about his knee soreness, right? The other funny thing is that there are little details in this. Like, for instance, it's not enough to make your guy play. They've got a nuance in there about playing in a style that would materially impact the integrity of the game. We call this the that's all folks rule. Mm. That's all folks corollary, yeah. Right, this is the Anthony Davis had to show up in New Orleans, start every game, play about 12 minutes, and then shut it down for the rest of the game. Yeah, they call that a near shutdown. A what? A near shutdown. We're almost shut down, but we're not. Don't come too close to shutting down or we'll ding you. So the window is slightly open. It's not shut down. There's a little gap there. It's near. It's near shutdown. If shutdown was at 123 Main Street, Tom, near shutdown would be like, 129 Main Street, or maybe 140 Main Street across the street. It's near okay. shut down, but it's not quite shut down. I've got a fix for all of this, though. I've got a way to make the NBA's best laid plans foolproof. Okay, I'm interested. See, you don't need health police. You don't need the Gestapo coming on, knocking on doors, checking people's knees and stuff. 
You don't need any of that. Okay. This is what you do. You bring back the old IL. What? Remember the IL? Remember uh, the days before guys were active, inactive, active, inactive every day. You didn't know. You didn't know until like 10 minutes before tip. Oh, I guess he's inactive today. You didn't do any of that. So this is what you do. You have the IL. What is the IL, I mean? Well, Mays in the before four times, the injured list. Oh. Ye old injured list. Because there were 15 guys on the roster, 12 could be active. You had to put three guys on the injured list. But once a guy was placed on the injured list, Mays, he had to stay there for a minimum of five games. That's a lot of games. So if I have my star player, and I am claiming, oh, he's not feeling well tonight. Okay, go ahead. Okay, you can rest him. Be prepared to rest him for four more after the night, though. Or he goes out there and plays. Which one's it going to be? Would you rather have him out there less than 100% tonight? Or would you rather have 0% of him for the next five games? It's still not foolproof, to be honest with you, but it puts a lot more difficulty to the simple decision of we're not going to play him tonight. It puts a cost on DNP rest. You can't game this system nearly as well. So in the before four times, I mean, when you had the IL, if I wanted to rest Kawhi Leonard for one game and not put him on the IL, was I allowed to do that? Yeah, you could still do that as long as you had 12 active. That's fine. So he could just sit on the bench. Yeah, because it could be anything. By the way, where does discipline fall in this? Not a league suspension. Oh, a team suspension. Conduct detrimental to the team. Where does that fall into this? Because when I suspend someone conduct detrimental to the team, that money does not go to the league as fine money. That money is withheld. He's winking right now for those who are not watching. Mm-hmm. Is withheld, but it's not reported or anything. His salary still is what it is. The cap hit still is what it is. This is an internal situation. So how does that fall in? And then finally, when you're talking about this injured list, the IL, what happens if you have multiple guys who are actually injured and you got a guy who hasn't fulfilled his five-game stint, but I need to have enough to play tonight. That's tough. Think about when we had COVID. There's a guy I've got on my IL. He's ready to go, but I can't play him because he's only been out for three games and you guys said five. So there's always going to be loopholes. Like I said, no matter how hard you code, there's always going to be someone to hack. But going back to something we talked about earlier about the Denver Nuggets being uniquely positioned as a team with one star. And because this is a rule against sitting multiple stars, then they don't have to worry about these rules at all. So who are the other guys in the league who are exempt from this rule? Because according to the NBA, they're not stars. Interesting. Victor Wembanyama and Popovich, who I think is the face of the DNP rest problem in the league, Greg Popovich, by these parameters, he can rest Victor Wembanyama all he wants. I saw some stretching videos from Victor in the last couple of days. He's going to be fine. He's doing the splits. Yeah. The man is a human rubber band. He's not going to need rest. I was hurting watching those videos. When he was doing the splits, I was just crying. I was in a lot of pain. The joke I made on, on Oddball was, I think I saw something about Marilyn Manson oh boy. in the 90s. That was something like this. Oh, no. Victor Wembanyama has all of his ribs. Chet Holmgren. Yep. I think he puts people in the seats. Not a star. Let's hone in on the Wembenyama portion because this is pretty interesting. Victor Wembenyama was responsible for Thomas and Mac being filled to the absolute brim. The biggest one day of attendance in the history of Summer League 
was Victor Wembenyama. Clearly, this guy is a star, at least this year. So that's another loophole to this rule, Tom, is rookies, mm. particularly highly drafted rookies. Top five draft picks mm. should figure into this, but they can't. So that's Chet Holmgren, Brandon Miller, Kate Cunningham, Scoot Henderson. Paolo Bancaro. James Wiseman. No, not James Wiseman. DeAndre Ayton, would he qualify? DeAndre Ayton is outside of that three-year window, so he's fine. Theoretically, he's like the Nuggets guys. Now, here's another loophole. You guys ready for this one? Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Didn't we have a guest a few weeks ago by the name of Scott Kaplan on this very program? We did. Yeah. The professor. A professor. Professor of economics at the Naval Academy. He wrote an econ paper about the value of players. The actual value. Not what their max contract is, but the value that they hold for their own individual teams and for the league as a function of them being the road player. And at the top of that list, we saw names like Steph Curry and LeBron James. And of course, those guys, of course they would be there. But when we asked Dr. Kaplan, who are some guys that are underpaid that might surprise you. So not the Stephs, not the LeBrons, not the Luka Doncic's, because at that point, his study was done. Luka was still on his rookie scale contract, which of course suppresses what a guy's actually worth. And the name he brought up was Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is one of the biggest moneymakers in the league, despite him being far removed from his star days. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you, that's a massive loophole. Chris Paul on here is also interesting because Chris Paul, even though he was traded from Phoenix to Washington and then over to Golden State, the Warriors this season are going to have four such players. Klay Thompson, not considered a star. Not a star. You mentioned that this rule that was announced on Monday is about the Clippers. And I posit that I think it's just as much about the Golden State Warriors because Golden State Warriors, what they did last year, they had two trips to New Orleans and both of those trips to New Orleans, they rested all their star players and that got national headlines. I think there were kids involved that were very upset. Might've been on the Today Show. Was it that grifting kid from Argentina who goes to every arena <laughs> and puts up a size that came all the way from Argentina to watch? Jordan Poole. Yeah. So New Orleans didn't get to see the Warriors' best players. And I see it from the Warriors' perspective because not only did they have a championship run, and this was in early season, November 4th and November 21st, but the NBA forced their hand a little bit by building in a pretty extensive road trip for them heading into that New Orleans game. An eight-game stretch where they're in eight different cities. They went from San Francisco to Phoenix to San Francisco, then fly across the country to Charlotte, up to Detroit for a back-to-back, -back, down to Miami, over to Orlando, over to New Orleans for the second night of a back-to-back. -back. And they missed that game. Steve Kerr just said, look, guys, we're going to rest you guys. So that was 13 days, eight games, eight different cities. So I was like, you know what? They're not going to do that again. The Warriors are not going to be scheduled for a New Orleans game on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. They're going to learn from their lesson. I mean, I want you to pull up if you can for me. Yes. What is the Warriors' appearance on the New Orleans schedule this year in New Orleans? Monday, October 30th. And that is the one visit this year about a week into the season, Tom. Surely they're not playing the night before. Are you playing on October 29th? You are at Houston. So they did it again. They're playing 
opening night at home against Phoenix, then they're going to Sacramento, then going to Houston, and then fourth game in that quote-unquote road trip. They are playing at New Orleans for their only appearance in New Orleans next season on the second night of a back-to-back. And Steph Curry is exempt from this protocol. And Chris Paul. And Chris Paul. So let's walk through this, all right? They're coming off of Houston. They're going to New Orleans. They can rest Chris Paul. Yes. They can rest... Steph Curry. Yes. They could even rest Draymond or Wiggins if they wanted to, as long as one of those guys plays. Right. And they can rest Clay Thompson because he's not considered a star. You could get even trickier and do one in the Houston game and one in the New Orleans game. Mm. So you sit Steph against Houston. You sit Chris Paul against New Orleans. I wonder which one New Orleans fans would want to see. Chris Paul has a strong connection to the city, but they haven't seen Steph Curry in years. Let's get back to this list of fogies we have here. These geezers that actually qualify for the 35 and older 34,000 minutes or more thousand regular season playoff games combined or more. We've got Chris Paul and Steph Curry. Like we talked about. Yeah. Chris Paul qualifies across the board. Steph Curry does not have the minutes. You've got LeBron who's setting a torrid pace and almost crazily doubling up a lot of people on this list with all of his minutes and games. You got KD who's turning 35 right before the season starts eligible in minutes, eligible in games. You got Mike Conley, the aforementioned Mike Conley, who is barely an all-star because he was three years ago. Then you get into the people who aren't old enough, but do hit the minutes and games minimums, which are DeMar DeRozan and James Harden, both 34 years old. And that's it. Those are the fogies. Those are the eligible people. We've mentioned Russell Westbrook several times, eligible, but not a star. And then I want to get into the cuspers here. The cuspers. Cuspers last end. So these are the people who will be eligible next year, maybe two years, but are the only people really in range. So we've got Drew Holiday, 33 years old, 30,000 minutes, 976 games. So he's going to hit the games. All he's got to do is play 24 games. And he will be eligible to rest. Isn't it ironic that if Drew Holiday were to get hurt, a serious injury that would rob him of those minutes and those games threshold, that next year when he would actually need to be resting and need to be careful, he wouldn't be able to because he hadn't hit the threshold? It's insane. Well, look, you can't rest and then expect to be able to rest more. So you need to play and then have your siesta. It's not really rest when you're hurt, right? Draymond, the aforementioned Draymond Green, is at 915 combined playoff and regular season games. So he's within striking distance of hitting that thousand game cutoff for next season. We talked about Paul George, who's at 901 combined games. So it's pretty unlikely that he'll get to that thousand. And then a couple of potential teammates are within striking distance, not next year, but the year after. And that's Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler, both 33 years old. Dame has 830 combined games and Jimmy Butler has 873. And that's really about it. That's it for the cuspers. Those are the fogies that are applying to the NBA ARP. So who would be the ones that if you get an all-star this year, you're going to be on that? I guess Brooke Lopez would be on there because he's had a thousand games to his name. Is there anyone else who could theoretically make an all-star or an all-NBA? Kyle Lowry? Russell Westbrook. That would be the guy. Why not? The revenge tour. 
Clay Thompson, revenge tour. CJ McCollum, revenge tour. Austin Reeves. I mean, Team USA. Yep. Basically, the NBA decided that Team USA playing for the World Cup, not a star. So who is that? Austin Reeves, Paolo Bancaro, Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson, Walker Kessler. Yeah. Walker Kessler is serving as the backup backup center and he can't get on the list. No, but Tom not can't get on the list. This is an advantage. Walker Kessler is a silly example, but Jalen Brunson and Austin Reeves. You're a star, but not are two really good popular players who are not subject to these rules. They can sit a hundred games if they want mm. because they're not stars in the eyes of the league. And I think that's the big one right here is when you look at teams that have one star, Denver, the Knicks. It's so weird. We never get to talk about the Knicks in a positive light. They live in this rarefied air where it's like, because I only have one star, I can sit everybody because I'm never going to be accused of sitting multiple stars, even though many of my best players are at the same caliber. And luckily their coach loves rest. Yeah. yeah. OKC, Chet Holmgren, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, they can rest them all they want. It's not going to be a problem because Chet Holmgren does not qualify, even though he was the number two pick. Another team that I've got circled here that's interesting to me is New Orleans. Brandon Ingram falls off this list this season. Mm, Just in time. Team USA, doesn't matter. All-star a few years ago, doesn't matter. You are not considered an all-star. So Zion Williamson, it's almost like by not having a second star, the first star is now exempt. It's amazing. So Zion can miss all the games he wants. Yeah. You keep saying that Team USA doesn't matter, Tom. Now, why is that? Now, why would you say that, Tom? Well. Why would you say such disparaging things about the members of Team USA? I'm just saying that we keep talking about this as the B team, that we sent our B team out to Manila. And I'm like, nah, nah, we have plenty of players that were good enough to be on the B team that weren't on that team. I actually did the research on how many teams you could come up with without using any Team USA players. Oh, wow. And how many teams you could fill rosters with, with players that are better than the Team USA squad. So I think it's time for us to do some research. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Remember the best vacation you've ever taken? Make your next one even better with Get Your Guide. With Get Your Guide, you can book over 100,000 unforgettable experiences in the U.S. and around the world. Want to see the Grand Canyon from a helicopter? They got you. Watching a wrestling match in Mexico City? No problem. Or how about a guided tour of Rome's ancient ruins? Wherever you're going, whatever you're into, book your next travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. What does that look like? You doing your own research? Are you doing studies yourself? Are you in the lab on a nightly basis? What are you doing? Do your own research. Do your own research. Do your own research. Do your own research. Doing your own research. 
I'm not a scientist. I'm not here to tell everyone that this is it. For me, it's just um, just giving everyone a chance to do their own research and find their own knowledge. Over at The Finder, which you can subscribe at tomthefinder.com to get all of these articles in your inbox as soon as they're published. I went through and decided I'd had it with all the people who are naysaying Team USA. How dare you finish fourth out of a medal against Dylan Brooks? How many did he score? 39. 39. 39 points, which is going to give him the confidence boost he needs to lay bricks all over Houston. It's going to be a very exciting year for him. Dylan Brooks, now a star. He has been a little bit of a shrinking violet so i'm glad he got like a nice pick me up here it's interesting in that bronze medal game who didn't play and how that would be adjudicated by the nba jaron jackson jr did not play in the bronze medal game sat out he was sick brandon ingram also sick with an upper respiratory illness and Paolo Bancaro, also sick. Legitimately sick. <laughs> they only had eight players. Why didn't you throw the legitimately on Paolo? Yeah. What was that? The other guys are illegitimately sick. They were out with an illness. It's not like they're being protected because of injuries. They don't want a guy to get injured in a bronze medal game for Orlando. Like, that is not what I'm saying here. I'm saying they were legitimately ill. That's what I'm saying here, guys. But they only had eight guys. And down the stretch, they were playing Josh Hart at the five. And then when Josh Hart fouled out, they brought in, of course, the backup center, Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. Can't dust off Walker Kessler for this. No, 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 not a star. Rest all you want. But I started doing the math and I was wondering, could I construct a team using zero of the Team USA guys? And I did. And I was like, oh, wow. Listen to this team. You've got LeBron, Steph, KD, and Joel Embiid, who's got dual citizenship in France and United States, and also Cameroon, could be the starting center for your Team USA Yanks. And then you go on down and you kind of figure out, like, Anthony Edwards is going to have an uphill battle to get on this team. There's a lot of talent on Team USA. Hmm. So then I was like, you know what? Could I construct two full rosters that would theoretically beat Team USA that went to the World Cup? And then I did it again. I came up with four rosters. Well, USA's got a lot of talent, right, Tom? That's how deep America is. But then a lot of people got upset in my mentions. Why'd they get upset, Tom? Because they were pointing out my teams, the so-called D team. Fred Van Vliet, CJ McCollum, Chris Middleton, Julius Randle, Kevon Looney, Mike Conley, Tyrese Maxey, Derek White, Herbert Jones, Michael Porter Jr., Jeremy Grant, and Nick Claxton. Would that team beat Team USA? And let me remind you, Team USA this year was Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, Anthony Edwards, Mikel Bridges, Jaron Jackson Jr., Austin Reeves, Tyrese Halliburton, Paolo Bencaro, Bobby Portis, Cam Johnson, Brandon Ingram, and Walker Kessler. It's a matchup. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, I love a game to watch. Yeah. I don't know if they beat them, though. I'd take a seven-game series of that. Is Steve Kerr coaching both teams? Are we getting two Steves? Oh, that's an interesting one. If Spo was coaching Team USA Whoa. World Cup versus Steve Kerr with the new squad. I think that was a missing element of your your teams is you got to give the A, B, C, and D coach yeah. all the way down because I think you'd probably have Spo on the A team, but who knows? Yeah, Spo on the A team. That's more of a who wants to coach the team than who would be the best coach. Ty Lue would be the team C, and then I guess Mark Few would be team D, and then who would be the actual FIBA squad? I think we have to stick with Steve Kerr because he's the actual coach. Okay, fair. But I get where you're going with this. 
There's a lot of depth. And we talked last week about how throwing the game to Lithuania might have been a motivating factor, right? Might get the juices going, get the percolation happening to motivate the team. Didn't work. Well, but what if that was just a, another throwing the game? Because we talked about trying to bring Joel Embiid in. That's yep. the long con. We need a center. We need the big man. That's right. But also, guess who is recruiting now for the Olympics? That's right. The oldest man in the NBA, ARP himself, LeBron James, is coming back to lead Team USA, and he's going to be putting together the squad now. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Hang the banner. Wait, but I mean, why do we have Grant Hill if LeBron's already drafting his team? I feel like I have failed because weeks ago, I heard that the Olympics would be all hands on deck. You were in on LeBron's group chat message? Well, maybe that's what Zaslav was tweeting about. And then he got his <laughs> <Yeah>. account suspended. <laughs> I mean, that might be a, a state secret. That's treason. I felt bad because I thought it was common knowledge that they were all going to play for the Olympics. That in America, unlike the rest of the world, the World Cup is seen as a lesser competition and the Olympics is the gold standard that everyone was searching for. So I thought everyone knew that LeBron and KD and Steph and Devin Booker and all those guys are going to come back and Damian Lillard would all be playing for Team USA in 2024. I thought the only question mark was the Joel Embiid piece. So I apologize to everybody. I'm sorry. I did notice that in the reports, I think from Brian Winhurst and Shams Tarani and Joe Varden, both of them, I think they might have left out Joel Embiid's name. That LeBron isn't openly recruiting Joel Embiid to play for Team USA. So that's what Grant Hill is doing then. That's his role. I don't know that LeBron is recruiting anybody. Those guys already had made up their mind that, yeah, we'll do it next year. Wait, wait, but Shams saying that he's spearheading the efforts. Yeah, of course. To bring those guys in. And Brian Winhurst not saying that. He was just like, yeah, they're all interested. LeBron's interested. Steph's interested. AD's interested. I'm sure LeBron would like it to seem like Armageddon, right? Where they're driving around to the different, I need the best da-da-da, and they come up on a farm. There's Kawhi Leonard, and he wipes some sweat off his brow like, are you in? One last job, you son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. You got me. <laughs> Can I rest every other day? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> There's no DMP rest in Team USA. Have you played 34,000 minutes? No. I think the Armageddon reference is apt. I mean, this FIBA team was trying to teach drillers how to be astronauts yeah. next year in the Olympics. We're going to teach the astronauts how to drill, baby. It's happening. Yeah. Can I get on my soapbox here for just a second? I don't know. I mean, it seems like pretty inconvenient timing. We're in the middle of Tom's segment. It takes time to connect the dots. I know that. I know but that. also, I know that there could be a day of reckoning when you wish you connected the dots. More quick. More quick. What were we thinking? Why did we wake did up when we, we had a chance? Move it! Demolish it! Blow it up! What gets us into trouble is not what we don't know. It's what we know for sure. That just that ain't, just so. ain't so. so. A man's a divinity truth. Communicate this real clearly. The only way I do is... City by city, person by person, family by family. There are a lot of people go straight from denial to despair. Without pausing on the intermediate step of actually doing something about the problem. 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 A man's a truth. I'm sick and tired of the excuse making. I'm sick and tired of hearing, well, this isn't our best players. If we send our best players, 
Is this where we're at? We need the best and the brightest to be Dennis f***ing Schroeder and the Wagner boys? It was a one and done. Weird shit happens. It went down to the wire. We need Joel Embiid. We need to give Joel Embiid citizenship so that Daniel Tice won't f*** us up. Is that where we're at as a basketball playing nation? Where we have no answer for Dylan Brooks, who had no questions in the NBA. Think about this shit. The two things I keep hearing is we didn't send our best. You know who also didn't send their best? A little nation called Serbia that played in that gold medal game, unlike the USA. I didn't hear once about, oh, we don't have Jokic. What are we going to do without Jokic? They didn't say that shit once. They went out there and they balled their asses off and got to the gold medal game. Do you speak Serbian? Dobre. Do you know if they said that? Dobre, I do. I do speak Serbian. A little. Pichka. Oh, okay. Don't Google any of these. But my point is, we're the only nation crying after every loss. Our best players in Canada lost to Serbia. I didn't hear oh, Jamal Murray and Andrew Wiggins. Well, do you speak Canadian, I mean? I do a boot, a little boot. So that's one. Stop crying about we didn't send our best team. Our roster is still far and away better than every other roster in the tournament. The other thing is, well, these guys have been playing together and they have chemistry. And that uh, Dennis Schroeder has been playing with the Wagner boys his entire life. Uh-uh. That shit is new for them, too. I mean, can you explain to me the JJ Reddit comments that whenever anybody goes and plays for their national team, they turn into Michael Jordan? He was talking about Juan Carlos Navarro turns into Michael Jordan. Dennis Schroeder turns into Michael Jordan. Dylan Brooks. Yeah. I get it. You want the one guy on your team to be the star player, and it's easier to be the star player if you have the ball. I get that. But it's still Dennis Schroeder. Right. He's not super powered. There's a level of it's cute. It really is. The idea that because Dennis Schroeder gets to have every play run for him. He shot like six for a hundred that game. Mm. He was awful. They didn't get their ass beat by Dennis Schroeder. They got beat by Daniel Tice. And it wasn't because Daniel Tice was just getting his number called every down down the line. He beat them in the typical Daniel Tice way. I crash boards mm. and I pick and pop sometimes mm -hmm. and I get offensive rebounds. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. You lost. It wasn't because you didn't have your best players. It wasn't because your players haven't played enough together. It wasn't because your players have to adjust to roll down while everybody else's players have to adjust to roll up. You lost. Stop making excuses. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma making a lot of excuses here. USA basketball better get some NBA stars that know how to play a role. Anybody can be nice with the ball in their hands, but can you be cool with defending and going to the corner for a few possessions? Excuses. And he did that backwards because he came in and he had to run to the corner and defend while LeBron had the ball. Yeah. And then now that he's in Washington, he's got the ball in his hands. So doing it in reverse. And he got paid. This is my favorite part about Kyle Kuzma. If you ask him to go stand in the corner and, and defend, he would probably say, ew, in the same way that Dave Chappelle in that one skit defended Michael Jackson tooth and nail. Then the lawyer said, so you let him watch your kids, maybe see your kids. <laughs> and Dave Chappelle's response is, ew, ew, no. <laughs> That's some shit because one of the great NBA sayings, sacrifice is some shit for somebody else to do. Mm. We all need sacrifice, 
But somebody else got to do that shit, not me. Is Kuzma campaigning to get on the team or is he throwing everybody under the bus? I can't tell. I just like that he's representing himself as like the three and D guy yeah. who's like willing to stand in the corner and be a lockdown defender, which not really Kyle Kuzma's game. He did it. Did it for a year in LA. Once upon a time it was. Got a ring? I don't know. I mean, it's not like we got our asses handed to us. It was a close game. It's a one and done game. Two close games. Tom, they lost three games. They didn't get their ass beat. They lost three games. They lost to Lithuania. They lost to Germany. They lost to Canada. None of those things should have happened. Well, they were battling an upper respiratory illness. Okay. I mean, they all got sick. For Canada. And Steve Kerr likes to say it's not 1992 anymore. Oh, that's another. I'm sorry. Thank you. Stop saying that. We know it's not 1992. Oh, the intimidation factor. It's been gone. 2008, we sent everybody, right? We got Kobe and Chauncey and LeBron and Dwayne Wade and and Chris Bott. They all went, right? And they still barely beat Spain in the final. The intimidation factor, the it's not 92. That shit is legit 20 years old at this point. 2002, when America lost at the World Championships in Indianapolis, finished seventh or whatever it was. That's the day that died forever. Nobody needs to bring it up again. Oh, this ain't 92. And stop it. Stop making excuses. Just disgusting. Have some pride. Tom, pretty inconvenient for your research to get decimated by a truth injection right there. But angry. Well, he's a founding member of The Finder, which you can subscribe at TomTheFinder.com. So, you know, I let him do whatever he wants. I mean, basically owns me now. That's right. If he wants to critically retort my article, he can do so anytime he wishes because he's foot in the door. I'm a founder. Founding finder. Founding finder, finder, founder, finder, keeper. I show up to Tom's house and ask what's for dinner because mm-hmm. I paid for it. And I'll say, we're having uh, <laughs> we're having pork tonight and you're not going to eat. It's great. <laughs> All right. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what? I'm a little upset. Why are you upset, Tom? Because Amin just stole your segment? He can do whatever he wants. And his dinner. Yeah. We're having bacon. <laughs> I'm just a little upset. There's still a free agent out there. Who's that? Nish Smith. Dude, did I see him or saw a video of him at the Drake concert in Phoenix? I swear I saw him. Because I saw like Devin Booker walked out with Drake and everyone was going crazy. And then you got some other. And then I just saw like, is that Ish Smith? And it was just a second. Just a heartbeat. I'm just saying, if you want to win a championship, you should probably pick up Ish Smith because he's added a championship ring to his resume along with the 14 other jerseys on his wall. That's right. I'm looking at you, Clippers. Wow. Clippers. Okay. Yeah. Is he not been there yet? So you can fill out another box on your immaculate grid, Ishmaculate grid. Is that what's happening here? That's correct. Yeah, Tom. Is that how you view his career? It's like, okay, where hasn't he been? You don't want to do repeats. You just want him to go to new places. You don't want Ish Smith to find a home. You want him to keep wandering like, 
like a 1970s TV show, like the Hulk. I want him to spread the gospel of Ish. I want him to continue to, you know, spread the light, spread the word of Ish, Ishmael. Don't you want to root for him this year, though? Yeah. You're going to root for the Clippers? Yeah, that's a good point. Root, root, root for the Clippers if they don't win. Ish a shame. Because it's one, two, three strikes are out when your name's campaign. Oh. Because he got Wade. Also hanging out with Ish Smith. Couple of point guards cutting it up. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. 